You're listening to Steve Allen on the Think About It podcast. Hi, Steve here. The anxiety and the frustration of all the restrictions the politicians have put on people all over the earth is taking a huge toll on mankind. I've never seen anything like what's happening now in my lifetime. People are being told to lock down and close their businesses and wear a mask, even in their own homes in some places, social distance and sanitize your hands constantly in an effort to stop the spread. If that isn't enough, people in America have this election confusion to deal with as well. But let's focus on the coronavirus. This article in the Washington Post says Elon Musk, who has cold symptoms, says his coronavirus tests are inconclusive. Something extremely bogus is going on, he said. Elon predicted back in March that there would be probably close to zero new cases in the United States by the end of April. Now, he's trying to figure out whether he has the virus that has reportedly killed at least 234,000 Americans. Musk said that he's experiencing cold-like symptoms, but that four rapid coronavirus tests have produced two positives and two negatives, an experience that left him questioning the process. Musk tweeted, Something extremely bogus is going on. Was tested for COVID four times today. Two tests came back negative, two came back positive. Same machine, same test, same nurse. Well, when one follower asked if false tests could be driving the national surge in cases, Musk replied, if it's happening to me, it's happening to others. That would probably be true. When another follower suggested that revenues from tests are likely not bogus and very consistent, Musk replied, exactly. Musk said he took antigen tests made by Becton Dickinson and company, one of many rapid tests on the market. Medical experts have long warned that such rapid-fire tests are not as reliable as polymerase chain reaction or PCR tests, which must be processed in a laboratory. But we're moving on with the testing anyway. In this New York Times article, headline says, up to 90% who've tested COVID positive wrongly diagnosed. Truth, a whole lot worse. The process invented to increase the size of research samples of DNA called polymerase chain reaction is used to test for viruses, even though the guy who received a Nobel Prize for inventing it said using it that way doesn't work. Carrie Mollis's PCR process takes segments of DNA through a cycle that doubles the amount. If you run a single segment of DNA through just 40 cycles, you'll end up with 1 times 240, which is over a trillion copies. Remember that number. The COVID-19 virus, like any other virus, is just some genetic code surrounded by a shell that acts as a Trojan horse, allowing the virus to invade the cells of living organisms. Once inside, the genetic code exits the shell, hijacking the cell's functions to make it produce more copies of the virus. The genetic code inside the COVID-19 virus shell is RNA. So since the PCR cycle only works on DNA before a sample is tested for COVID-19, another process is used to convert the former into the latter. Once that's done, the sample is run through a number of PCR cycles to amplify the amount of any converted viral RNA that was originally in it so there's enough to be detected. The bits of genetic material whose amount is being amplified are not viruses. They're just small segments of inert genetic material found inside a virus's shell. Without the shell, 
they don't have any ability to infect a cell and reproduce. The PCR test doesn't detect live viruses. It only detects their remains. That involves massively amplifying the amount in the original sample by running it through successive PCR cycles. And nothing about the PCR test itself will tell you if there was actually any live virus in the original sample. The number of PCR cycles it takes to amplify a sample containing viral remains to the point where they can be detected is called its cycle threshold. The Food and Drug Administration said in an emailed statement that it does not specify the cycle threshold ranges used to determine who is positive and that commercial manufacturers and laboratories set their own. Now, let's look at the numbers. COVID Tracking Project says the public deserves the most complete data available about COVID-19 in the U.S. No official source is providing it, so we are. Their numbers compare to the giant real-time chart from John Hopkins, too. But that doesn't tell us the story or the truth about each human that supposedly lost their lives to COVID-19. Why? Because there's so much money being made by the medical cartel right now and the hospitals. I showed this chart in a previous video, but just look at the money these hospitals get paid if they report any death was because of COVID in the hospital. COVID tracking reports 234,328, and John Hopkins reports 242,477 deaths in the U.S. Okay, let's suppose those numbers are all legitimate. Every one of those deaths, which I don't believe they are, but even if they were, do you realize that we are shutting down our whole country for a death rate of 0.000734-7788? That's the percent of deaths against our entire population. The only people who are being deceived all over the earth are those who have not received the information and facts about what's really going on with this coronavirus. It's far from being a pandemic. What it really is, is a planned-demic. Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, Deborah Birx, and others within this deep state government and global elite rulership even laid it out months before this virus was released from Wuhan in Event 201. They acted out every scenario and what they would have the Mockingbird lamestream media say over and over and over again. And devoid of all facts... Their Mockingbird 24-7 lying psychological operation is convincing people that they must do these things for their own safety. First of all, the elites could care less about the safety, health, and welfare of any of us. You need to understand that. And when you finally do, you'll know that their motivation is not benevolent. If this coronavirus was a real pandemic, a real world-changing epidemic, why would Bill Gates have to even say something like this. We should round up the anti-vaxxers and list religious leaders. Bill Gates warns the U.S. needs to brainstorm ways to reduce vaccine hesitancy. If this was a real epidemic across the earth, many more people would be dying because there is no vaccine and wearing a diaper on your face to protect you wouldn't do any good. If it was a real pandemic, real epidemic. People would be begging to be allowed to use anything they could to survive it. And they wouldn't be wanting a vaccine just so they could stop these face diaper mandates by these tyrannical politicians. So let's not call it a pandemic anymore. Let's call it what it really is, a planned-demic created to control the world's population. 
Bill Gates is urging the U.S. to prepare for COVID-19 vaccine rollout by deputizing trusted community leaders to reduce vaccine hesitancy and the rapid spread of conspiracy theories online. These aren't conspiracy theories, they're conspiracy facts. The Microsoft vaccine evangelist keeps pushing his pharmaceutical-supported companies for their solution to the problem they created and funded. But with less than half of Americans saying they'd get a COVID jab, even if they were paid $100 for it, Gates then focuses his talk on enlisting the nation's trust network to overcome the skeptics. I'm tired of the face mask commercials. I'm tired of these tyrannical governors and mayors dictating to you and your families their rules. Think about it.